book two chapter twenty three of the mystical city of god volume three by the venerable sister mary of jesus of agreda this librivox recording is in the public domain book two chapter twenty three the triumph of christ our saviour over the demon on the cross his death and the prophecy of habakkuk the council of the demons in hell the hidden and venerable mysteries of this chapter correspond to many others scattered through the whole extent of this history one of them is that lucifer and his demons in the course of the life and miracles of our saviour never could ascertain fully whether the lord was true god and redeemer of the world and consequently what was the dignity of the most holy mary this was so disposed by divine providence in order that the whole mystery of the incarnation and the redemption of the human race might be more fittingly accomplished lucifer although knowing that god was to assume human flesh nevertheless knew nothing of the manner and the circumstances of the incarnation as he was permitted to form an opinion of this mystery in accordance with his pride he was full of hallucinations sometimes believing christ to be god on account of his miracles sometimes rejecting such an opinion on account of seeing him poor humiliated afflicted and fatigued harassed by these contradicting evidences he remained in doubt and continued his inquiries until the predestined hour of christ's death on the cross where in virtue of the passion and death of the sacred humanity which he had himself brought about he was to be both undeceived and vanquished by the full solution of these mysteries this triumph of christ our saviour was accomplished in such an exalted and miraculous manner that i feel the sluggishness and insufficiency of my powers to describe it it took place in a manner too spiritual and too far removed from the perception of the senses according to which i must describe its process in order to manifest it i wish we were able to speak and understand one another by means of the simple intercourse and vision peculiar to the angels for such would be necessary in order to describe and understand correctly this great miracle of the omnipotence of god i shall say what i can and leave the understanding of it more to the enlightenment of faith than to the significance of my words in the preceding chapter i have said that lucifer and his demons as soon as they saw the lord taking the cross upon his sacred shoulders wished to fly and cast themselves into hell for at that moment they began to feel with greater force the operations of his divine power by divine intervention this new torment made them aware that the death of this innocent man whose destruction they had plotted and who could not be a mere man threatened great ruin to themselves they therefore desired to withdraw and they ceased to incite the jews and the executioners as they had done hitherto by command of the most blessed mary enforced by the divine power detained them and enchained like the fiercest dragons compelled them to accompany christ to calvary the ends of the mysterious chain that bound them were placed in the hands of mary the great queen who by the power of her divine son held them all in subjection and bondage although they many times sought to break away and raged in their helpless fury they could not overcome the power of the heavenly lady she forced them to come to calvary and stand around the cross where she commanded them to remain motionless and witness the end of the great mysteries there enacted for the salvation of men and the ruin of themselves 
Lucifer and his infernal hosts were so overwhelmed with pains and torments by the presence of the Lord and his blessed mother, and with the fear of their impending ruin, that they would have felt greatly relieved to be allowed to cast themselves into the darkness of hell. As this was not permitted them, they fell upon one another, and furiously fought with each other, like hornets disturbed in their nest, or like a brood of vermin confusedly seeking some dark shelter. But their rabid fury was not that of animals, but that of demons, more cruel than dragons. Then the haughty pride of Lucifer saw itself entirely vanquished, and all his proud thoughts of setting his throne above the stars of heaven, and drinking dry the waters of the Jordan, put to shame. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 13, Job chapter 40 verse 18. How weak and annihilated was now he, who so often had presumed to overturn the whole earth? How downcast and confounded he, who had deceived so many souls by false promises and vain threats? How dismayed this unhappy one at the sight of the gibbet, where he had sought to place Mardochius? Esther chapter 7 verse 9. What horrid shame to see the true Esther, most holy Mary, asking for the rescue of her people and the downfall of the traitor and the chastisement of his pride. There our invincible Judith beheaded him. Judith, chapter 13, verse 10. There she trod upon his haughty neck. From now on, O Lucifer, I know that thy arrogance and pride is much greater than thy strength. Isaiah, chapter 16, verse 6. Instead of splendor, now worms clothe thee about. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 11. And rottenness envelops and consumes thy carrion corpse. Thou who hast afflicted the nations art now more wounded, bound and oppressed than all the world. Thenceforward, I do not fear thy counterfeit threats. I will no longer listen to thy wiles, for I see thee reduced, weakened and entirely helpless. The time had now come for this ancient dragon to be vanquished by the master of life, as this was to be the hour of his disillusionment, and as this poisonous asp was not to escape it, by stopping his ears to the voice of the enchanter. Psalm 57 verse 5. The Lord began to speak the seven words from his cross, at the same time providing that Lucifer and his demons should understand the mysteries therein contained. For it was by this disclosure that the Lord wished to triumph over them, over sin and death, and despoil them of their tyrannous power over the human race. The Savior then pronounced the first word, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke chapter 23 verse 34. By these words the princes of darkness came to the full conviction that Christ our Lord was speaking to the Eternal Father, that he was his natural son, and the true God with him and the Holy Ghost, that he had permitted death in his most sacred and perfect humanity, united to the divinity, for the salvation of the whole human race, that now he offered his infinitely precious merits for the pardon of the sins of all those children of Adam, who should avail themselves thereof for their rescue, not accepting even the wretches that crucified him. At this discovery, Lucifer and his demons were thrown into such fury and despair that they instantly wished to hurl themselves impetuously to the depths of hell, and strained all their powers to accomplish it in spite of the powerful queen. In the second word spoken by the Lord to the fortunate thief, Amen, I say to thee, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. 
the demons understood that the fruits of the redemption in the justification of sinners ended in the glorification of the just they were made aware that from this hour the merits of christ would commence to act with a new force and strength that through them should be opened the gates of paradise which had been closed by the first sin and that from now on men would enter upon eternal happiness and occupy their destined heavenly seats which until now had been impossible for them they perceived the power of christ to call sinners justify and beautify them and they felt the triumphs gained over themselves by the exalted virtues the humility patience and meekness and all the virtues of his life the confusion and torment of lucifer at seeing this cannot be explained by human tongue but it was so great that he humiliated himself so far as to beg the most blessed virgin to permit them to descend into hell and be cast out from her presence but the great queen would not consent as the time had not yet arrived at the third word spoken by the lord to his mother woman behold thy son the demons discovered that this heavenly lady was the true mother of the god-man the same woman whose likeness and prophetic sign had been shown to them in the heavens at their creation and who was to crush their head as announced by the lord in the terrestrial paradise they were informed of the dignity and excellence of this great lady over all creatures and of her power which they were even now experiencing as they had from the beginning of the world and from the creation of the first woman used all their astuteness to find out who this great woman that was announced in the heavens could be and as they now discovered her in mary whom they had until now overlooked these dragons were seized with inexpressible fury their having been thus mistaken crushed their arrogance beyond all their other torments and in their fury they raged against their own selves like bloodthirsty lions while their helpless wrath against the heavenly lady was increased a thousandfold moreover they discerned that st john was appointed by christ our lord as the guardian angel of his mother endowed with the powers of the priesthood this they understood to be in the nature of a threat against their own wrath which was well known to st john lucifer saw not only the power of the evangelist but that given to all the priests in virtue of their participation in the dignity and power of our redeemer and that the rest of the just even though no priests were placed under the same protection of the lord and made powerful against hell all this paralyzed the strength of lucifer and his demons the fourth word of christ was addressed to the eternal father god my god why hast thou forsaken me the evil spirits discovered in these words that the charity of god toward men was boundless and everlasting that in order to satisfy it he had mysteriously suspended the influence of the divinity over his most sacred humanity thus permitting his sufferings to reach the highest degree and drawing from them the most abundant fruits that he was aware and lovingly complained of his being deprived of the salvation of a part of the human race how ready he was to suffer more if such would be ordained by the eternal father man's good fortune in being so beloved by god increased the envy of lucifer and his demons and they foresaw the divine omnipotence following out this immense love without limitation this knowledge crushed the haughty malice of the enemies and they were made well aware of their own weakness and helplessness in opposing this love if men themselves should not choose to neglect its influence the fifth word of christ i thirst confirmed christ's triumph over the devil and his followers 
they were filled with wrath and fury because the lord clearly let them see their total overthrow by these words they understood him to say to them if what i suffer for men and my love for them seem great to you be assured that my love for them is still unsatiated that it continues to long for their eternal salvation and that the mighty waters of torments and sufferings have not extinguished it canticles chapter eight verse seven much more would i suffer for them if it were necessary in order to deliver them from your tyranny and make them powerful and strong against your malice and pride in the sixth word of the lord it is consummated lucifer and his hordes were informed that the mystery of the incarnation and redemption was now accomplished and entirely perfected according to the decree of divine wisdom for they were made to feel that christ our redeemer had obediently fulfilled the will of the eternal father that he had accomplished all the promises and prophecies made to the world by the ancient fathers that his humility and obedience had compensated for their own pride and disobedience in heaven in not having subjected themselves and acknowledged him as their superior in human flesh and that they were now through the wisdom of god justly humbled and vanquished by the very lord whom they despised the great dignity and the infinite merits of christ demanded that in this very hour he should exercise his office and power of judge over angels and men such as had been conceded to him by the eternal father he now applied this power by hurling this sentence at lucifer and all his followers that being condemned to eternal fire they instantly depart into the deepest dungeons of hell this very sentence was included in the pronouncing of the seventh word father into thy hands i commend my spirit luke chapter twenty three verse forty six the mighty queen and mother concurred with the will of her son jesus and united with his her command that lucifer and all demons depart to the infernal depths in virtue of these decrees of the supreme king and of the queen the evil spirits were routed from calvary and precipitated to deepest hell more violently and suddenly than a flash of light through the riven clouds christ our saviour as the triumphant conqueror having vanquished the great enemy now yielded up his spirit to the father and permitted death to approach by inclining his head john chapter 19 verse 30 by this permission he also vanquished death which had been equally deceived in him with the demons for death could not attack men nor had any jurisdiction of them except through the first sin of which it was a punishment on this account the apostle says that the weapon or the sting of death is sin which opens up the wounds by which death enters into the world of humanity letter to the romans chapter five verse twelve and as our saviour paid the debt of sin which he could not commit therefore when death took away his life without the shadow of justice it lost its power which it had over the other sons of adam first letter to the corinthians chapter fifteen verse fifty five thenceforward neither death nor the devil could attack men unless they failing to avail themselves of the victory of christ should again subject themselves of their own free will if our first father adam had not sinned and we ourselves in him we would not suffer the punishment of death but merely pass over to the happiness of the eternal fatherland but sin has made us subjects and slaves of the devil he avails himself of death to deprive us first of the grace the blessings and the friendship of god 
thereby he also prevents us from reaching eternal life and we remain in the slavery of sin and the devil subject to his tyrannous power first letter of st john chapter three verse eight our saviour christ despoiled the demon of all these advantages and in dying without sin and satisfying for our own merited that our death should be a death of the body only and not of the soul that it should have power to take away our temporal life but not our eternal the natural not the spiritual and that it should thenceforward be merely the portal to the eternal happiness if we ourselves did not renounce that blessing thus the lord satisfied for chastisements due to the first sin at the same time furnishing us a means of offering a compensation in our own name by accepting our natural and bodily death for the love of god christ absorbed death first letter to the corinthians chapter fifteen verse fifty one and offered his own as a bait for deceiving death hosea chapter thirteen verse fourteen by his death he put an end of its power overcame it and was the death of death itself in this triumph the saviour fulfilled the prophecy contained in the canticle and prayer of habakkuk of which i shall select some passages necessary for my purpose the prophet was informed of the mystery and the power of christ over death and the devil in prophetic foresight he prayed that the lord vivify the work of his hands that is man that in his greatest wrath he remember his mercy he prophesied that the glory of this miracle should fill the heavens and the praise of it the earth that its splendor shall be as that of light that in his hands he shall embrace the horns which are the arms of the cross and wherein is hidden his strength that death should fly from him captive and vanquished that before his feet the devil should be routed and measure the earth habakkuk chapter three verses two through five all this was fulfilled to the letter for lucifer departed having his head crushed under the feet of christ and his blessed mother who subdued him by their sufferings and by their power since the devil was forced to cast himself to lowest hell which is the middle of the earth and farthest removed from its surface he is said to measure the earth the rest of the canticle pertains to the triumph of christ our lord in the succeeding ages of the church but that need not be rehearsed here it is however proper for men to understand that lucifer and his demons were restricted lamed and weakened in their power of tempting the rational creatures unless their sins and their own free will do not again unbind them and encourage them to return for the destruction of the world all this will be better understood from the proceedings of the infernal council held in hell and from what i shall say further in the course of this history council held by lucifer and his demons in hell after the death of christ our lord the rout of lucifer and his angels from calvary to the abyss of hell was more violent and disastrous than their first expulsion from heaven though as holy job says job chapter ten verse twenty one this place is a land of darkness covered with the shades of death full of gloomy disorder misery torments and confusion yet on this occasion the chaos and disorder was a thousandfold increased because the damned were made to feel new horror and additional punishments at the sudden meeting of the ferocious demons in their rabid fury 
it is certain that the devils have not the power of assigning the damned to a place of greater or lesser torment for all their torments are decreed by divine justice according to the measure of the demerits of each of the condemned but besides this essential punishment the just judge allows them to suffer other accidental punishments from time to time according to occasion for their sins have left roots in the world and caused much damage to others who are damned on their account and the new effects still arising from former sins cause such accidental punishments in the damned thus the demons devise new torments for judas for having sold and brought about the death of christ they also understood then that this place of dreadful punishments where they had thrown him and of which i have spoken above was destined for the chastisement of those who damned themselves by refusing to practice their faith in their lives and for those who purposely refused to believe and avail themselves of the fruits of the redemption against these the devils execute a more furious wrath similar to the one they have conceived against jesus and mary as soon as lucifer was permitted to proceed in these matters and arise from the consternation in which he remained for some time he set about proposing to his fellow demons new plans of his pride for this purpose he called them all together and placing himself in an elevated position he spoke to them to you who have for so many ages followed and still follow my standards for the vengeance of my wrongs is known the injury which i have now sustained at the hands of this man god and how for thirty-three years he has led me about in deceit hiding his divinity and concealing the operations of his soul and how he has now triumphed over us by the very death which we have brought upon him before he assumed flesh i hated him and refused to acknowledge him as being more worthy than i to be adored by the rest of creation although on account of this resistance i was cast out from heaven with you and was degraded to this abominable condition so unworthy of my greatness and former beauty i am even more tormented to see myself thus vanquished and oppressed by this man and by his mother from the day on which the first man was created i have sleeplessly sought to find them and destroy them or if i should not be able to destroy them i at least wish to bring destruction upon all his creatures and induce them not to acknowledge him as their god and that none of them should ever draw any benefit from his works this has been my intent to this all my solicitude and efforts were directed but in vain since he has overcome me by his humility and poverty crushed me by his patience and at last has despoiled me of the sovereignty of the world by his passion and frightful death this causes me such an excruciating pain that even if i succeeded in hurling him from the right hand of his father where he sits triumphant and if i should draw all the souls redeemed down into hell my wrath would not be satiated or my fury placated is it possible that the human nature so inferior to my own shall be exalted above all the creatures that it should be so loved and favored as to be united to the creator in the person of the eternal word that he should first make war upon me before executing this work and afterwards overwhelm me with such confusion from the beginning i have held this humanity as my greatest enemy it has always filled me with intolerable abhorrence 
O men, so favored and gifted by your God, whom I abhor and so ardently loved by him. How shall I hinder your good fortune? How shall I bring upon you my own unhappiness, since I cannot destroy the existence you have received? What shall we now begin, O my followers? How shall we restore our reign? How shall we recover our power over men? How shall we overcome them? For if men from now on shall not be more senseless and ungrateful, if they are not worse disposed than we ourselves towards this God-man, who has redeemed them with so much love, it is clear that all of them will eagerly follow him. None will take notice of our deceits. They will abhor the honors which we insidiously offer them, and will love contempt. They will seek the mortification of the flesh, and will discover the danger of carnal pleasure and ease. They will despise riches and treasures, and love the poverty so much honored by their master, and all that we can offer to their appetites, they will abhor in imitation of their true redeemer. Thus will our reign be destroyed, since no one will be added to our number in this place of confusion and torments. All will reach the happiness which we have lost. All will humiliate themselves to the dust and suffer with patience, and my wrath and haughtiness will avail me nothing. Ah, woe is me! What torment does this mistake cause me? When I tempted him in the desert, the only result was to afford him a chance to leave the example of this victory by following which men can overcome me so much the more easily. My persecutions only brought out more clearly his doctrine of humility and patience, in persuading Judas to betray him, and the Jews to subject him to the deadly torture of the cross, I merely hastened my ruin and the salvation of men, while the doctrine I sought to blot out was only the more firmly implanted. How could one who is God humiliate himself to such an extent? How could he bear so much from men who are evil? How could I myself have been led to assist so much in making this salvation so copious and wonderful? Oh, how godlike is the power of that man which could torment and weaken me so! And how can this woman, his mother and my enemy, be so mighty and invincible in her opposition to me? New is such power in a mere creature, and no doubt she derived it from the divine word, whom she clothed in human flesh. Through this woman, the Almighty has ceaselessly waged war against me, though I have hated her in my pride from the moment I recognized her in her image or heavenly sign. But if my proud indignation is not to be assuaged, I benefit nothing by my perpetual war against this Redeemer, against his mother, and against men. Now then, ye demons who follow me, now is the time to give way to our wrath against God. Come all of ye to take counsel what we are to do, for I desire to hear your opinions. Some of the principal demons gave their answers to this dreadful proposal, encouraging Lucifer by suggesting diverse schemes for hindering the fruit of the redemption among men. They all agreed that it was not possible to injure the person of Christ, to diminish the immense value of his merits, to destroy the efficacy of the sacraments, to falsify or abolish the doctrine which Christ had preached. Yet they resolved that, in accordance with the new order of assistance and favor established by God for the salvation of men, they should now seek new ways of hindering and preventing the work of God by so much the greater deceits and temptations. In reference to these plans, some of the astute and malicious demons said, 
it is true that men now have at their disposal a new and very powerful doctrine and law new and efficacious sacraments a new model and instructor of virtues a powerful intercessor and advocate in this woman yet the natural inclinations and passions of the flesh remain just the same and the sensible and delectable creatures have not changed their nature let us then make use of this situation with increased astuteness foil as far as in us lies the effects of what this god-man has wrought for men let us begin strenuous warfare against mankind by suggesting new attractions exciting them to follow their passions in forgetfulness of all else thus men being taken up with these dangerous things cannot attend to the contrary acting upon this counsel they redistributed the spheres of work among themselves in order that each squadron of demons might with a specialized astuteness tempt men in different vices they resolved to continue to propagate idolatry in the world so that men might not come to the knowledge of the true god and the redemption wherever idolatry would fail they concluded to establish sects and heresies from which they would select the most perverse and depraved of the human race as leaders and teachers of error then and there was concocted among these malignant spirits the sect of mahomet the heresies of arius pelagius nestorius and whatever other heresies have been started in the world from the first ages of the church until now together with those which they have in readiness but which it is neither necessary nor proper to mention here lucifer showed himself content with these infernal counsels as being opposed to divine truth and destructive of the very foundation of man's rescue namely divine faith he lavished flattering praise and high offices upon those demons who showed themselves willing and who undertook to find the impious originators of these errors some of the devils charged themselves with perverting the inclinations of children at their conception and birth others to induce parents to be negligent in the education and instruction of their children either through an inordinate love or aversion and to cause a hatred of parents among the children some offered to create hatred between husbands and wives to place them in the way of adultery or to think little of the fidelity promised to their conjugal partners all agreed to sow among men the seeds of discord hatred and vengeance proud and sensual thoughts desire of riches or honors and by suggesting sophistical reasons against all the virtues christ has taught above all they intended to weaken the remembrance of his passion and death of the means of salvation and of the eternal pains of hell by these means the demons hoped to burden all the powers and the faculties of men with solicitude for earthly affairs and sensual pleasures leaving them little time for spiritual thoughts and their own salvation lucifer heard these different suggestions of the demons and answering them he said i am much beholden to you for your opinions i approve of them and adopt them all it will be easy to put them into practice with those who do not profess the law given by this redeemer to men though with those who accept and embrace these laws it will be a difficult enterprise but against this law and against those that follow it i intend to direct my wrath and fury and i shall most bitterly persecute those who hear the doctrine of this redeemer and become his disciples against these must our most relentless battle be waged to the end of the world in this new church i must strive to sow my cockle matthew chapter fourteen verse twenty five 
the ambition the avarice the sensuality and the deadly hatreds with all the other vices of which i am the head for if once these sins multiply and increase among the faithful they will with their concomitant malice and ingratitude irritate god and justly deprive men of the helps of grace left to them by the merits of the redeemer if once they have thus despoiled themselves of these means of salvation we shall have assured victory over them we must also exert ourselves to weaken piety and all that is spiritual and divine so that they do not realize the power of the sacraments and receive them in mortal sin or at least without fervor and devotion for since these sacraments are spiritual it is necessary to receive them with well-disposed will in order to reap their fruits if once they despise the medicine they shall languish in their sickness and be less able to withstand our temptations they will not see through our deceits they will let the memory of their redeemer and of the intercession of his mother slip from their minds thus will their foul ingratitude make them unworthy of grace and so irritate their god and saviour as to deprive them of his helps in all this i wish that all of you assist me strenuously losing neither time nor occasion for executing my commands it is not possible to rehearse all the schemes of this dragon and his allies concocted at that time against the holy church and her children in order that these waters of jordan might be swallowed up in his throat job chapter forty verse eighteen it is enough to state that they spent nearly a full year after the death of christ in conferring and considering among themselves the state of the world up to that time and the changes wrought by christ our god and master through his death and after having manifested the light of his faith by so many miracles blessings and examples of holy men if these labors have not sufficed to draw all men to the way of salvation it can be easily understood that lucifer should have prevailed and that his wrath should be so great as to cause us justly to say with st john woe to the earth for satan is come down to you full of wrath and fury but alas these truths so infallible and so much to be dreaded and avoided by men should in our days be blotted from the minds of mortals to the irreparable damage of the whole world our enemy is astute cruel and watchful we sleepy lukewarm and careless what wonder that lucifer has entrenched himself so firmly in the world when so many listen to him accept and follow his deceits so few resist him and entirely forget the eternal death which he so furiously and maliciously seeks to draw upon them i beseech those who read this not to forget this dreadful danger if they are not convinced of this danger through the evil condition of the world and through the evils each one experiences himself let them at least learn of this danger by the vast and powerful remedies and helps which the saviour thought it necessary to leave behind in his church for he would not have provided such anecdotes if our ailment and danger of eternal death were not so great and formidable instruction which the queen of heaven gave me my daughter by divine enlightenment thou hast received a deep understanding of the glorious triumph of my son and lord on the cross over the demons and of their rout and vanquishment but thou must remember that thou art yet ignorant of much more than what thou knowest concerning these ineffable mysteries for in mortal flesh the creature cannot comprehend them in their reality and the divine providence 
reserves the full understanding of them as a reward of the saints in heaven and for the beatific vision in which these mysteries will be comprehended clearly this insight will also be given to the reprobate to each one according to his degree for their confusion and punishment at the end of their career but what thou hast learned will suffice to apprise thee of the dangers of this mortal life and to enliven thy hope of overcoming thy enemies i wish also to warn thee of the new wrath which the demon has conceived especially against thee for what thou hast written in this chapter he has ceaselessly pursued thee with his wrath and has sought to hinder thee from writing my life as thou hast experienced continually in this work but now his haughty pride is incensed against thee especially because thou hast revealed his humiliation his crushing ruin at the death of my most blessed son the condition in which it left him and the secret counsels of revenging himself upon the children of adam and especially upon the members of the holy church all this has excited and disturbed him anew seeing that these secrets will be revealed to those ignorant of them thou wilt feel his wrath in the difficulties he will place in thy way the temptations and persecutions thou hast already encountered therefore i warn thee to be wary and circumspect against the rabid fury and cruelty of thy enemy thou art astonished and justly to see on the other hand the power of my son's merits and of his redemption the ruin and weakness caused by the demons in men and on the other hand to see the power of the devil lording it over the world in haughty presumption although the light given to thee in writing this history is equal to this astonishment i wish to add still another point of information in order that thou mayest guard thyself so much the more carefully against enemies so full of malice it is certain that when hell came to the full knowledge of the sacrament of the incarnation and redemption and of the poverty humility and lowliness of the birth of jesus of his life and miracles ending in the mysterious passion and death and of all the rest of his labors to draw men to him lucifer and his demons were weakened and disabled and they saw that they could not tempt the faithful in the same way as the rest of men and as they ceaselessly desired to do in the primitive church this terror and fear of the baptized and of the followers of christ our lord continued many years for the divine virtues shone forth brightly in their imitation of christ in their zeal in confessing the faith in following the teachings of the gospel in practicing heroic virtues and most fervent love humility patience and contempt of the vanities and deceits of the world many shed their blood and gave their life for christ our lord they performed many admirable and exalted deeds for the glory of his name this invincible fortitude resulted from their living at a time so near to the passion and death of their redeemer and so close to the prodigious example of his patience and humility but also because they were less tempted by the devils who could not so soon rise from the crushing defeat brought upon them by the triumph of the crucified god this close imitation and living reproduction of christ confronting the demons and the first children of the church they feared so much that they dared not approach and they precipitously fled from the apostles and the just ones imbued with the doctrines of my divine son in them were offered up to the almighty the first fruits of grace and of the redemption what is seen in the saints and imperfect christians in those times would happen in the present times with all the catholics if they would accept grace and work with it instead of permitting it to go to waste 
and if they would seek the way of the cross for lucifer fears it just as much now as in the times thou hast been writing of but soon the charity zeal and devotion in many of the faithful began to grow cold and they forgot the blessings of the redemption they yielded to their carnal inclinations and desires they loved vanity and avarice and permitted themselves to be fascinated and deceived by the false pretenses of lucifer obscuring the glory of their saviour and inveigling them into the meshes of their mortal enemies this foul ingratitude has thrown the world into the present state and has encouraged the demons to rise up in their pride against god audaciously presuming to possess themselves of all the children of adam on account of this forgetfulness and carelessness of catholics they presume to plot the destruction of the whole church by the perversion of so many who have fallen away from it and by inducing those who are in it to think little of it or by hindering them from producing the fruits of the blood and death of their redeemer the greatest misfortune is that many catholics fail to recognize this great damage and do not seriously think of a remedy although they could presume that the times of which christ forewarned the women of jerusalem have arrived namely those in which the sterile should be happy and in which many would call upon the mountains and the hills to cover and fall upon them in order not to see the devastation of the wickedness cutting down the sons of perdition the dried trees barren of all the fruits of virtue in these evil times dost thou live my dearest and in order that thou mayest not be included in the perdition of so many souls do thou bewail it in the bitterness of thy heart never forgetting the mysteries of the incarnation passion and death of my divine son i desire thee to give thanks in compensation for the great number of those who forget it and i assure thee that the mere memory and contemplation of these mysteries are terrible to hell torment and drive away the demons and that they avoid and fly those who thankfully remember the life and passion of my divine son End of chapter twenty three